You're listening to the E-Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson, and we have been going through the Gospel of Luke, Mm -hmm. and we have come to kind of a difficult part that we're going to talk about today that leaves us, you know, sometimes scratching our heads as to how to take it. Um, There's different ways to look at it. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was like... I was hearing you say before, Jesus has been on his way to Jerusalem for a while. Now he's finally reached Jerusalem, and now we've had a lot of difficult language between him and a lot of religious leaders and hard teaching. And yes, things that are, uh, he's really been putting some religious leaders in their place. So things are very much at a high peak level here Mm -hmm. as far as emotions and everybody watching for the kingdom. Uh, We're at a very sensitive moment, and we know that. That's what. So, um, as we were talking in the last podcast, we kind of did the first part of this. Mm -hmm. We had to stop Mm -hmm. in verse, after verse 11. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was kind of talking about the way the world works. Mm -hmm. Right. That uh, somebody had asked, what is the sign of these things to come? Because he had talked about the the temple temple being thrown down. down. Right. And yep. they said, well, when is this going to happen? What are going to be the signs? Yeah. And instead of really telling them when, yep. he says, don't be led astray. Yeah. He says, stay and faithful. And he starts with this kind of primer about how things work in the world. Right. You know, just so you guys know, there will always be nations that rise against nations. There will always be earthquakes. These are the kinds of things that happen in life. So they're obviously, they're... They're like, hey, when destructive things happen, that's a signal, right? For the end of the world, for what's going to happen. You know, what happens here is the center of everything. So whenever he talks about the temple being thrown down, they've naturally got thoughts of all the destruction of all things happening in their heads. And Jesus is going to start by answering their question with, hey, just know lots of big major world things happen and it's just the way of the world nations rise against nation earthquakes happen don't think that everything that takes place is the end um so he kind of gives them a little primer between verse 5 and 11 on that idea first things just happen in history life is going to go on this is the way things work so then he gets to verse 12 and he says but before all these things bam so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, that kind of gets missed a lot of times. I've missed it and yep. then gotten really confused. But if you see that, he's talking about something different. Right. Because he's saying, but that before little, all these things. There it is. Yep. Before we get into this cycle of just things How things happening, work in the world. Yep. This is going to happen. Yeah. So in a short time, which to them, you know, to us living through it, it might seem like a much longer time if you're living through it. But really, in very short time on in world history, Jesus is giving them a little idea. But before the world just goes on and keeps working that way, there is going to come pretty shortly a significant moment for here, for you, for here, for this nation. And I'm going to describe that to you. So verse right. 12 following is about that. Right. So just to remember, we're probably around 30 AD mm-hmm. right when this is taking right place mm-hmm. and we know that Jerusalem the temple fell to the Romans in AD 70 yes it was a horrible time for them mm-hmm. and for them it was the end of the world mm-hmm. right they were dispersed to all was... the nations around them yeah 
and they were not able to possess their land again until 1948. So it was the end of the world for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, and um, I think we sometimes world. forget how earth shattering that was. For yes. Them. Crazy significant. It was a big thing. So As a people, they don't have a piece of land from then till 1948. They got yes. the Jews continue to know who they are, but they don't have a piece of land. But to me, it's 1948. Amazing. Um, so this is it, a. Jesus knows this is coming mm-hmm. and he's going to give them he's even going to talk about that uh, give us a rough estimate of time when it's coming when he right. uses the word generation and so n- they have equated the length of a generation with about 40 years ever since they're wandering in the desert right. because that took about 40 years for a generation to die off and so that was their kind of signal they would kind of talk about a generation being that long well when jesus is speaking here like you said we're right around 80 30 this is going to happen in 80 70 hey that's about 40 years jesus is good jesus is going to use the word generation to talk about how not a whole generation won't die off before this happens and so, so we're going to have to talk about that a little bit too, because that's Moses-esque language. Yes. Uh, and so we will, we will discuss it when we arrive at that. Okay. Well, I'll just start reading that. Before we get going now, I just mm-hmm. want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for sharing our podcast mm-hmm. and walking through it with this study with us. Mm-hmm. We're having a lot of fun. Yep. And um, if you want to know more about our ministry mm-hmm. or support us in any way, just go to our website at eatscripture.com. Mm-hmm. And if you need more information is there or have questions, just shoot us an email. The information's on our website. Yes. We would be happy to Happy to go back and forth with answer you questions and talk about whatever. anything. Okay. So let's start reading then in 2112, and we're going to go straight through, I think, all the way to the end of the chapter. Okay. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it therefore in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you will be put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair on your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let those who are inside the city depart, and let those who are out in the country enter let not those who are out in the country enter it for those are the days of vengeance to fulfill all that is written alas for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days for there will be great distress upon the earth and wrath against this people they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations and jerusalem will be trampled and underfoot uh, I think I said that wrong. Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles mm-hmm. until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Yes. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on earth distress of nations and perplexity 
because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. And every day he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and lodged on the mount called Olivet. And early in the morning, all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. I really love this passage, but boy, does it ever have a lot of stuff to dig into mm-hmm. and some stuff that's um, difficult to understand. And so we'll try and put some uh, basic markers in here for us to have some understanding of what's going on. Let's go back to verse 12 as we begin here. And he starts with this, like you said, but before all this, so before all these things I've just said, when, you know, this is just the way of the world that's going to go on and on. So don't worry about that. It's just the way life is. Um, and, but before all that, during this time to come pretty quickly here, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. And this will be your opportunity to bear witness. Then he goes on into a little bit what that means. Right. Now, to me, this is, you know, this is interesting on several levels, but he's talking to his disciples about the fact that they're going to undergo some persecution, real persecution, real serious um, persecution where they are before governors, kings, etc., being dragged before them. This is how things are going to go. It's not going to be easy. And it'll be relatives and friends and, you know, people who are close to you that'll be this, putting you in this bad position. And this did happen. Yes. And guess what? It's still happening today. And it's still happening today. In many today. parts of the world. Yes, so. exactly. Jesus' followers still undergo this same kind of treatment very much. Now, shortly, Luke, Luke being the writer of this, Luke is going to give us acts. And Luke right. is going to show us how this comes into reality for right. several of these guys who are hearing it I was right just here. Thinking that, you know? to see some of this, but. yeah, but he's definitely going to continue his work, and you're going to see how this comes true in the lives of several of these disciples who are hearing this from him right now. Now, I find it interesting that Luke, in verse 15, is the one who says, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom. He doesn't, however, bring up them being having the words of the Holy Spirit speaking through them. And you would think Luke, with all of his emphasis on Holy Spirit, might be the one to say that. But that's said in in another gospel, but it's not said here. Here, though... He says, I will give you a mouth and wisdom. And this may take some of our uh, listeners and readers' minds 
to places like, and I think the one place uh, really that comes to the fore is Exodus 4:12 and following, where Moses is scared to speak in front of Pharaoh, and God says, "Hey, who made your mouth? I will give you a mouth, and I'll make your brother your mouthpiece, but I'll make you my mouthpiece, mm-hmm. and." And so I can use your mouth however I want. It's got a big emphasis on mouth there in those few verses mm-hmm. about him standing before a king of the world and proclaiming God's will. That's what these guys are going to do. And it's interesting that Luke is the one. To me, it seems kind of interesting. Matthew doesn't use the word mouth. Mark doesn't use the word mouth. But Luke, the Gentile, as far as we know, the Gentile writer... He's the one who's like, oh, Moses, yeah, this sound. This yeah, don't Moses worry about thing. what you're going to say. That's right. And plan it all out ahead of time and get yourself all worked up mm-hmm. about that because I'm going to give you. Because just like with Moses, God's going to gonna give you. Right. I'm going to work mouth. through your mouth. Yeah, my father will give you my, I will give you I my love mouth. that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So I'd like, love that. Um, and then their adversaries won't be able to withstand or contradict their wisdom, which we see that happening. Uh, as we go into Acts also. Right. Stephen, nobody can argue with Stephen. Stephen's so good at it that they just cannot, they cannot find a way. So instead they just kill him. Um, And same thing happens. They try to kill Paul because they can't argue him into the ground. Um, And and we don't see him get killed, but there's more than once that they make that attempt because he's very good uh, at, at, showing how Jesus fulfills the law. Um, and it says here, I think it's interesting because it says some of you will, they will put to death. And then the very next part says, mm-hmm. but not a hair of your, a hair of your head will perish. Yeah. And by your endurance, you will gain your lives. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if he's talking about a different kind of life. Mm. Like yeah. they're not going to lose their, their spiritual life. Yeah, I think I think that has to be it because, because the way he, he talks. says some of them it will absolutely. be put to death. Right, we know that's that exactly are. what he says. That some of you will be put to death. Yes. So when he says, "Not a hair of your head will perish," that definitely means God knows every bit of you. He's not going to let you be completely eradicated he's saved you he's got you he's he's gonna hold on to you um every part of you don't worry endurance is important yeah the endurance is the big deal the word that word is actually only used twice in the gospels and acts it's only used twice and and it is used again in luke 8 15 where it's talking about the endurance of the person who's received receive the seed on good soil if you receive the seed on good soil then endure and you will produce much fruit and so that's that's the only other place yeah Yeah, it goes very well with this um then we get into him talking about jerusalem surrounded by armies verse 20 now this is a verse that gets used to say it has been used to say oh look how could Luke have possibly known that there was a day coming when Jerusalem would be surrounded by armies? So he must have been writing after the fact, after 70 yeah. AD. Well, I don't think that gives, and me and many, many scholars don't think that that gives this is enough reason to even call into question that Luke 
would have had to see this before he could possibly write about it. I mean, he this is the thing. Number one, you would expect this if you were thinking about any time when any city was going to be raised yeah. to the ground. And okay, Jesus, so and besides the fact that it's Jesus's very words, yeah, he's, he's predicting this. So he's words. just writing what Jesus predicted. Yeah, and of course, obvious. Jesus knows. Yeah, and Jesus knows exactly what's going to happen. So interesting thing is that Jesus probably uses one of the are interesting things is Jesus uses the word that is also used in Mark and Matthew in these parallel passages desolation desolation and that's what ties us back to Daniel chapter 9 when he's talking about the desolation of Jerusalem that's coming and and it's the same it's this same desolation which they feel like they've already about. been through In definitely Maccabean, right yeah. yeah you would think that you already you might think you'd already been through that but I, no. i think they have to some degree um, but they don't understand how bad it's going to get yes exactly um there this but this is the thing that jesus is really tying back to that there's going to be a fulfillment there and um, that um i believe that word means a state of complete emptiness or destruction so yeah. i just find that I just find that kind of interesting, mm-hmm. and, and the too. fact that the temple has never been rebuilt yeah. since that day. Right, uh, that is fascinating yeah. to me too. Yes, the temple has never been rebuilt since then. The end It's of amazing. the sacrificial system and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, talk about a desolation yeah. from their perspective and for sure. Real, complete desolation, um, complete destruction, and emptiness. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yes. So Jerusalem, this is talking about AD 70, like we've said already, when the whole thing is going to be wiped out by the Roman armies. So then he says, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains and let those who are inside the city depart and let not those who are out in the country enter it. For these are days of vengeance. Now, if you were out in the country in those days, <laughs> if you were anywhere around Jerusalem, anywhere in any kind of proximity, And you heard about or saw big armies marching on the way. Your best bet is to try and make it to a fortified city. You would think right. a strong fortified city. Right. It's your best bet to hold out against siege mm-hmm. and from foreigners. And so that's where you would go. Jesus says, "Hey, when you see armies coming, do not right. go to Jerusalem. That is not where you want to be." for the hills maybe yes. that's right. is that where we got that <laughs> no, that could, maybe that's it um, I don't know uh, but yeah Jesus won't tell you know is wanting them to flee and being really clear to them that would not be the place for them to be Jesus knows they will not outlast this siege this is when Jerusalem gets and raised to the ground and there's zero down on that city right. not necessarily the surrounding area That's that's true. They're going to just they're going to crush the Jewish center of political and religious power, and so. And that's you know they they do end up fleeing like that because yeah, and they get scattered the throughout the world. Diaspora and yes, that's the beginning of the diaspora. That's the beginning so, of scattering the yeah. Jews everywhere. Yeah, um, and so whenever we get to this point. Then it's, he goes on to talk about how bad it's going to get for pregnant women, and you know you don't want to be in a state where you need to, where things are harder for you to run away during right. that time because right. you're going to, yeah, everybody. And this is language out. that Jeremiah and 
in the profits used for when women. we get to 25 and yeah. following absolutely that's Good. this is regular prophetic language for what it would mean for a for a nation to be destroyed right and to come in and take people into exile that's right so so just saying th- this is going to happen and I think yeah. that's super important to remember with 25 and following. And there will be signs and sun and moon and stars and on the earth of distress and nations in perplexity because the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear for foreboding of what is coming on the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. This is very, very prophetic language about what happens when a nation falls. And God's people that uh, the nation of God's people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, it gets used yeah. for that a few several times and then it gets used even for a few couple others that are that are smaller nations and stuff that are around that are fallen or or even Babylon when it falls. Um and so in all of those cases there's like the idea is that it's a cosmic event. Such a major event that even the cosmos are shaken. By what's going on, the sun, the moon, everything. But it's not, but we are not talking about the end of time. Right. Now, you might say, Eric, Eric, how do you know we're not talking about the end of time? Well, he's going to let us in on that on verse 32, which we'll get to in just a minute. We cannot possibly be talking about the end of time because verse 32 is going to make it clear to us. So he's just using language that's commonly known and associated with the fall of, of kingdoms in the world. Right. And I do think it's interesting if we go back up here just for a second. That mm-hmm. It says they'll fall by the edge of the sword and will be led captive into all the nations. Yeah. Which generally is talking about Gentile mm-hmm. nations. Yeah. And they are going to be yeah. scattered into all the nations around them. Right. And in exile. Yes. So it's saying exactly what's going to happen. Jerusalem mm-hmm. will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. That's right. That's exactly right. Then we go into this verse 27, 27, I guess. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the cloud with power and great glory. Now that is a clear reference to Daniel chapter 7. This is an easy Daniel 7 reference to make. That's what the Son of Man does. He comes in the clouds. He receives all power and authority from the Ancient of Days takes his seat so son of man clouds and clouds this is the thing that you associate with the powerful son of man taking his rightful place in all authority over god's all of god's creation he gets given all authority over god's creation so for jesus to use this you're gonna see it jesus says at that time Now remember, this is taking place before verse 32. All this is going to take place before this generation passes away. So we can't be talking about the end of time. We can't be. This generation hasn't even passed away and all these things are going to take place. So he's using language from Daniel to talk about the clear establishment of his glorious kingdom. And that is going to, it's going to be obvious to all in the crushing of the bad leadership of Israel that have led people astray. You'll see them completely crushed in AD 70. When that happens, that is the also, you should see through it, oh, this is the Son of Man 
who who predicted this, who has rightfully taken his seat in power. He's not now. He's not being crucified anymore. No, now he's the powerful Son of Man who sits on the throne over the world, and it's obvious to all he's that the he's the King. He's in the power. High Priest. Yep. He's all of it. Yep. That's what that is. His kingdom has come. So take that as your sign. There it is. Now, when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Um, I believe kind of a kind of an allusion to the fact that they're being redeemed from slavery. That's what's happening. They're re- being redeemed from their slavery. Their slavery to what? Well, their slavery to, unfortunately, so much of the religious elite, the Jewish persecutors that they've had to live under for so long, or that in this case, as he's talking to his disciples, they they've been undergoing persecution now for many years mm-hmm. and decades proclaiming Christ but whenever the, this crushing takes place of the religious elite then that's a sign oh you know you're free freed right. from this type of persecution and of course now. they're free no, from be. their sin and yes that's been that's the big redemption but of course yeah yeah but it involves obviously some a lot of some uh temporal redemption as well. And then he throws in the parable about the fig tree. So you should be able to, there's things, there's signs that will be identifiable. When you see leaves coming, you know that summer's coming. That's right. Leaves are coming on the trees. Yes, exactly. And so you, so there'll be some, these kinds of things that I'm telling you right here, he says. So when you see all these things, verse 31 taking place, you know the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God, it'll be very obvious. The reign of God uh, has come. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all this has taken place. Now, that's for, where it has so to you be know, today, the fall of Jerusalem. Has to be. We have to be talking about that. We can't be talking about the end of the world. He's standing there talking to a group of people and telling them, before the next 40 years is over, there will all of this that I've just told you, including the sun and the moon falling from the sky or getting dark and all these different things. All of this will have taken place. Everything from verse 12 on will have taken place before this generation passes away. Wow. So so we have to understand how to read this. We're going to get it. Well, and so, I mean, I'm understanding this because this is when his reign is going to fully take hold mm-hmm. even though it feels like the opposite but as even after he was risen right there were these years that went by that the temple was still there the bad leadership in Israel was still there sacrifice still being offered yes it was all still centered around Jerusalem and the temple right and when and now when that's all taken out mm-hmm then he has taken his place. It will be the he clear the and obvious sign that the reign of God has been inaugurated. The reign of Christ has been inaugurated. It's and he it. has crushed the ones who thought they had crushed him. Right. Yeah. So that's... He is the temple now. He's the he, temple. He is, he is who we're looking to. That's not, right. You can't look to the ground anymore. You right. can't look to people and to the earth anymore for your, you know, the temple, the, the literal temple. Um, so yes, absolutely, you're right about that. Uh, then verse 34 and following, he gives this final admonition to them. 
but watch yourselves lest your hearts be weighted down with the dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. Another little reference back to that same place where endurance was right. earlier. This is actually a, a phrase that sounds a whole lot like what was used in the same, at the same place, talking about the same parable, how the cares of this life will choke out your fruit. Right. And so you want to endure, you want to have endurance. So both of those words, both these words are used there in that parable. I always um, think about it, just don't get too firmly attached to this world mm-hmm. because it will be harder to go. Yes quickly when it's time to go yeah yeah and, and harder to see the signs i think uh, i got think our so. heads down i think I, so and i think you would really interesting you would say it like you're saying it uh, harder to go when it's time to go kind of takes your mind back to lot swife who had a hard time leaving and i think there is a little i don't know if you could hear these words of jesus talking about getting out of jerusalem when it's time and don't sounds like Sodom, yeah, I don't think you can stay there. Sounds like Sodom. It should sound like Sodom. We need to not look back and long for what was. It's time to leave. And so that's, I think there is some of that. In I here. think that's why God's, I mean, he kind of made his people nomadic people in mm-hmm. the Old Testament because we're supposed to see that we're not supposed to be tied, tied to the down world. Yeah. to this world. Tied and those words that right here. Be careful, your hearts will be loaded down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just keep your yeah. heart on him. Yeah. And ready to go at any time. I think that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I do too. And then uh, just one note about verse 35. Yeah. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. That's the word gaiths in Greek, which means land uh, and or earth land or earth it could it even gets translated as soil in the parable of the soils Mm -hmm. uh and so it's got a wide range of meaning so when you see dwell on the face of the whole land Mm -hmm. that's just a word for the land of israel our land this land this promised land that's that's how so i think definitely jesus is not using this as a time to again not using it as a time to reference the destruction of the earth right as he comes and you know then you know all things are consummated although this is a type this is a type that points to that yes and so we can see some things in here that we should be paying attention to but yes this is not for us to get all wrapped up right we shouldn't interpret all this as what we should see right before he comes in his second coming but but it is a type for sure so those are different things um and then so he's just telling them to stay awake be ready be ready because you want to be ready when the son of man does come to be able to stand before him and uh and then he continues teaching in the temple people listen to him all the time and and uh they don't they haven't kicked him out yet they're still looking for a way to try and get their hands on him he's but they're a, not being he's got an audience yep that's right to hear in these last days that he has to teach getting to do that mm-hmm. yep right. well wonderful uh, section today and kind of had a lot there we may have run through it kind of quickly but hopefully you got but a lot out of that our time, so. obviously there's <laughs> a lot more there uh keep digging keep looking we were going to look forward to talking to you Don't next let time it stump you. yeah that's right i mean and when it does just stay on it just stay with it be tenacious god wants to he will give you good things uh so 
We will start in Luke chapter 22, verse 1 next time. Look forward to talking to you all again. Hope you have a terrific few days, and God bless you. Thanks.